Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I have a treat for you guys today. You may have noticed in the title that this episode is going to be a review of the brand new album, Holy Ground by the Dead Daisies. And uh, man, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I love the album. I have a couple issues with it, which we'll get but I think it's a fantastic release. Um, this band is just so strong, and uh, they're great writers, great performers, and I'm really excited to uh, to do a little bit of a song-by-song song for you guys today. I'll play a bit of a clip, and then I'll talk about the song, and we'll go on to the next one. Now, there are 11 tracks on this album, but we're going to talk about 12, and I'll get to that at some point, I promise. Uh, you guys may remember I did a review of their EP that came out over the summer, The Lockdown Sessions, which was episode 120. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. If I forget, somebody remind me and I'll add it. Um, it just takes a couple seconds. But uh, yeah, that was a great album. And we heard a couple of these songs in more of a, a, a lighter version. So uh, I can tell you um, just uh, the song Unspoken Alone. I really liked the version that was on um, the lockdown sessions, but the version on this is it just blows you away. And I'm really excited to get to that. So to give you an overview, what we have in this band, they are now a four piece. We have Doug Aldrich on guitar. We have Glenn Hughes on bass and vocals. We have Dean Castronovo on drums and David Lowey on second guitar. David, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. I don't know of another way to pronounce it, but it's one that I'm not sure I'm doing right. So uh, someone please correct me if I'm not saying that properly, because, of course, I don't want to do that. Um, but it's a it's a great lineup, very strong, as we heard on the lockdown sessions and um, just great songwriting. So I don't know uh, the timeline of the album yet. I'm hoping to find that out at some point where, you know, when was it recorded versus when the lockdown started? How much had been written before? How was it done? Uh, that sort of thing. So really what this uh, this episode is going to be about is really just the music. And that's the thing that matters the most anyway. All the other stuff, you know, the trivia, uh, it's cool to know. But at the end of the day, what's most important is the music itself. And um, I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, sharing good music and uh, getting people to check it out. So let's get right into the first song. Uh, The first song is the title track of the album. It's called Holy Ground. Let's hear it. Okay, so the full title of the song is Holy Ground, Shake the Memory. Now, before I get into this song, let's talk about the overall sound of the album, what I like and I don't like. Let's get that out of the way so that we can just focus on the songs. Um, Looking at the tracks and and even just hearing them, I can tell that the album is Brick Wall Limited. Um, If you guys have, have listened to some of the other shows where I've talked about that, I hate Brick Wall Limiting. I think that you lose a lot of the dynamics. I, I get that it gives you a, a a loud, full sound, which is great for rock and roll. But I think there are some dynamics that get lost along the way. So I'm not a fan of that. Um, 
I like, however, the way that the album was mixed, especially in compensation of that. I think that they did a great job finding um, a home in the audio field for every instrument that we're hearing. Uh, It's very guitar rich, which, of course, you know, they're a guitar oriented band, but um, it's the the guitars are just like they're there all the time. They're very present and uh, they really take up a a good amount of the, the spectrum. But it's it's far and wide. So it stretches from one ear to the other all the way into the center. And uh, it just gives you like a a really full tone, which is great. I think that uh, Glenn's voice sounds just as good, if not better than I've ever heard it. And, I, you know, and and he's been doing this for a while. I think he's what, like 28, 29 now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, he sounds fantastic. The challenge I have with it, and this this tends to happen, I've noticed with a lot of things that are brick wall limited, is that if you set a piece of candy, a heavy piece of candy on a cotton ball, the middle of it gets pressed down and the sides come up and then start to cover the edges of the candy, right? So I, I don't know why I picked that as a metaphor, but that's where my mind went. But anyway, uh, so I feel like some of it, uh, some of his voice is a little bit buried in the mix because of it. You can certainly hear what he's doing, what he's saying. You can hear the lyrics clearly, but I do think that we're missing, you know, a little bit of what we could have if it wasn't Brickwall Limited. Again, you know, this is just my opinion, guys. I think overall the album sounds fantastic. Um, I really like in this song, especially the way that they uh, gave room for the guitar solo, because I was I was really kind of wondering how that was going to sound, because you've still got rhythm guitar going on behind the guitar solo, but you have, uh, but but it really just kind of like opens up a channel to uh, have the solo cut through where you can hear everything that's going on. None of the notes are buried. Really sounds fantastic. And it's a great solo. Um, I like this song because it has a lot of really good changes in it. The the riff right off the bat, it's just a great riff. And it's it's so difficult these days with so much having already not just been created, but put out there for public consumption. Um, this could be a riff that had been written by somebody else that we haven't heard before. I think a lot of stuff just doesn't make it to the public eye or ear. But uh, but I really like it. I think it's uh, pretty innovative. It's got a great sound to it. Definitely a great groove in this song. And uh, and it pushes forward pretty well. Um, there isn't a single point in the song where I feel like it lulls. There's some nice points where the music drops out and it kicks back in again. But I don't feel like I'm getting lost in it at all. Sometimes when I hear a song that does that, um, I just kind of like, oh, OK, well, yeah, maybe you'll get me back. Maybe you won't when the music kicks in again. But but every single time I'm like, I want to hear more. I think it's a great song. Um, that being said, just a couple things I'll point out. It sounds like and I could be wrong, but it sounds like in the opening that drum sounds like Dean is uh, is hitting the kick along the way, which gives it a nice extra punchy drive. And then at the end, I hear a little bit of a stick click, which, you know, normally that stuff gets edited out. So it's kind of nice to to hear that's in there. But uh, overall, yeah, a great song. I think it's a great way to kick off a rock album. I think uh, this album so far, from what I've heard, um, and I'm saying this as if I haven't heard it before, I've heard the whole album, but as I'm going through this, just even kicking it off with this song alone, I think it was worth waiting all this time for the album to come out. I mean, we knew about it in the summertime. They put out the EP and I was like, just give us the album already. But uh, I'm glad it it was worth waiting for because uh, it's a great album. And it is available on, uh, you know, all the platforms. I'll have the links to uh, Amazon and iTunes in the show notes. Now, here's my suggestion, guys, especially now more than ever. 
artists are not able to tour right now. A good chunk of their income comes from touring. And, you know, album residuals, yeah, but so many people are streaming, uh, you know, on Spotify and places like that, that the artists are really not making as much of a living on streaming. Now, I don't know what the situation is with these guys. I have no idea where they're at. But I can tell you that just in general, so many artists now are not getting their income because they're not touring. Not only that, but they're, they're uh, tour people, you know, all the people that support them, their roadies, the people that set up the equipment, the people that drive the trucks, they're also not working. So, uh, you know, the audio engineer is not working. I've lost already uh, potentially a bunch of gigs that I would have done around this time of year because there are no live performances right now. So um, my suggestion would be support the band. Don't stream it. Just buy the album. It's like 10 bucks and it's a bunch of great songs. You're going to listen to it over and over again. You can download them. They're yours forever. So please buy the album. Don't just stream it. And uh, I would suggest that for everything right now, because, you know, how many of these bands are not going to be around because they couldn't survive a year of not touring or a year and a half or however long it's going to be? Because at this point, it's looking like a year and a half, if, if not more. So uh, support the band, buy the music. That's my little uh, speech for the day. Now, the, uh, the second song in the album is called Like No Other, Baseline. Let's check it out. When I first started playing that, I was worried that there was something wrong with uh, the audio. But uh, no, that buzz is intentional. And it actually, uh, it's kind of misleading because you think the whole song might have that uh, extra fuzz to it, but it doesn't just the intro, which is kind of a nice change of pace. Um, I like this song. You get three guitar solos, uh, including the one at the end as the song is ending. uh, And you get a bass solo in it, which is really good. A lot of cool changes in this song, going to places that you just don't expect it to. And I think that's one of the things about this band that I really like is that they do a lot of uh, unexpected things. It's nice to have a song that's comfortable. You can predict it. You know where it's going. It feels good. But it's also nice and surprising to do things that you just are like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And this song's got that. There's some more starts and stops in this one. Seems to be a bit of a theme on this album. But sounds great. And I wanted to mention earlier, uh, I just forgotten when I talked about uh, Holy Ground, but uh, I love, love the drum sound on this album. I don't think that it is too um, high end, you know, hitting uh, a lot of cymbals and and, uh, open hi-hats. It sounds really good. Like a lot of times that can kill the sound of the song, especially if it's brick wall limited. But it sounds really good. The kick sounds absolutely amazing. It's just that level of punch that I like, but it's also a little bit beefy too, which is good. Uh, and then the snare just sounds absolutely huge. So a uh, great mix uh, on the drums on this album as well. Uh, you really get to hear Glenn's voice on this one, which is great. 
And uh, of course, you know, a couple of great guitar solos. But the, the thing that really sells this song for me is just the changes, you know, um, just going into those uh, unexpected corners of the, of the song that uh, were really nice surprises. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's another great one. Two songs in, positive review, right? So let's check out the third track, Come Alive. just a, a great straightforward rocker. Um, there's a really interesting part uh, that appears in the song where um, the guitars are kind of split, uh, doing a, a duel back and forth from one ear to the other ear. And it's, uh, it's a little disorienting, but it works. It doesn't throw me off. It doesn't make it unpleasant. It's actually a really cool part. And, uh, you know, the, the vocal delivery is just amazing on this song. I really like the the strategy too in in where they're um, being a little bit extra thick in the music and where they they drop back a little bit to give some room. Uh, again, the vocals uh, are great. The guitar solo just cuts right through where you don't expect it will. And I have to say that's a pretty tough uh, mix for an engineer to do because you're not uh, dropping the volumes on any of the background instruments to give room for the guitar. You're just pushing the guitar into the mix. And it's really interesting how great it sounds in consideration of that. Um, certainly unexpected, but but really does work. But overall, yeah, it's it's another song with some great, interesting twists in it and great riffs and just a, a real powerful one. But the sound is just fantastic. Um, you know, I, I complain a lot about Brick Wall Limiting, but for some reason, they've they've really found a way to make it work with this band. There is a pretty unique and interesting ending to the song. So check that out. But uh, yeah, this is definitely, you know, another one that's well worth listening to. Next up, we have a single that was part of the pre-release. If you had purchased the album uh, when it was on pre-order, the song Bustle and Flow. remember when I did the review of the lockdown sessions, um, I, I had said that uh, if this was an indication of what Holy Ground was going to be like, it was going to be a great album. But when Bustle and Flow came out, it, it just solidified that thought times a thousand. It's such a strong and powerful song, uh, pretty straightforward, but it's got a great sound to it. Uh, the drums really, really push this song. And, you know, you can have drums that aren't fast that still drive a song. And I think that that's the case here where uh, it really just, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a slower song, not a slow song by any means, but a bit slower. And it just it just pushes forward, though, at a very steady pace. And it just keeps you engaged the whole time. And so far, you know, every song has. And that's that's great, especially for me. 
I get distracted very easily. I get disinterested in a song if it's not um, interesting. And that's not, you know, me being a snob or anything. It's just, you know, my time is valuable. If I'm going to listen to something, it, it should be engaging in some extent. And of course, I listen to a lot of, you know, new age music and music from all around the world. So I'm used to different things. But when it comes to rock and roll, at this point, it's kind of hard to please me, you know, it, because so much has been done. I've heard so much, but everything on this album has just been completely engaging from start to finish for me. And that's what I really love about it. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but they've done it. And this is a, an absolutely great song, um, just very powerful. I really like the pace of it. I think if it had been any faster or any slower, it would it probably would have lost me. So this is just the perfect tempo for a song like this. And again, you know, really just a strong, rich sound. And uh, I love it. Great vocal, of course, uh, very powerful. And it's amazing, too, when you think about it, how every song is just, you know, from the gut, powerful, uh, great vocal delivery, every one of them. And there's there's no laying back at this point. The next song on the album is called My Fate. Let's listen. just an in-your-face, kick-ass rock tune. Um, you know, it kind of feels a little bit bluesy, like a, a hard rock version of something that that would have worked very well as a blues as well. But uh, there's some really interesting sounds we're hearing. We're hearing a lot of uh, fill-ins from guitar to make it interesting. There's a really nice, um, in that section that I, I put in there where it's fading out, there's a really nice sound behind everything. And it sounds to me like it could just be a distorted, muted guitar um, that's just kind of, uh, you know, playing the pick across the strings. I can't tell exactly what it is, but that would be my guess. But uh, it's a nice flavor for this song. There's some good changes up and a really powerful vocal. Um, you know, another great song off the album. And I have to say that this uh, so far is probably uh, Glenn's best performance on vocal. But uh, overall, the song is just is just great and really powerful. Um, I'm still kind of back and forth on the audio, though, guys. It's it's rich and full, but I feel like we're losing some of the vocals still in that mix um, just, just because everything's trying to push it to the limits. And I think if they just dialed the guitar back just a little bit, would have left a little bit more room for the vocals to shine through. Again, just my thoughts on it. I know that this is a very common way that music is being mixed today. Um, I'm an old school engineer. I'm going on 30 years of doing this. So I, I certainly have my things that I like and things that I don't like about the way things are done. But, uh, you know, I heard the uh, the when the, the newest Alcatraz album came out, it was kind of the same thing. It was like really uh, heavy guitar filling both ears, really pushing everything in your face. There's no keyboards, so it's not like you have to balance uh, the keyboard and the guitar. But there are two guitars. And uh, I think it's just just slightly too much guitar and uh, and not leaving quite enough room for everything else. But uh, but overall, it sounds good. One other challenge as an engineer, especially with a song like this, is you have uh, Dean playing a lot of uh, crashes. He's writing crashes instead of a hi-hat or a ride cymbal through parts of this song. And that can be really challenging because those frequencies can really cut through. They can uh, override a lot of other sounds 
But I think they did a good job mixing that part here. It's it's like it's you get the full feel and effect of it, but it's not over the top killing everything, which is uh, very well done by the engineer and uh, another another challenge to overcome. So uh, that's that's good. But another another great song. Uh, the next one on the list is called Chosen and Justified. This is a great song for just bobbing your head, tapping your foot, whatever it is that you're going to do when you when you're really into a song. It's got a great tempo and uh, perfect for for rock and roll. A great time on the album for a tempo like this, too, I think, as far as the, you know, the overall cohesiveness of it. Um, But it's a great song. I like this one, especially because it really opens up some room for the vocals to shine through. And, uh, and, and that, uh, you know, I'm not normally a vocal guy, but if there's going to be a story, we should at least be able to hear it. And I think that this song really opens up for that. It's, uh, it's a little more open on the guitar side of things with some nice fillers in the background to, uh, to, you know, take away some of that space. But, uh, overall it's really good. There's some good changes in here too. Um, but I like that it's just a, you know, a solid, straightforward rock song. If the songs were too fast, I would probably, well, not too fast. If the songs were much faster, I would say that that bass drum sound might not work because it sounds great at a tempo like this, or if you're just playing, you know, quarter notes on the bass or maybe a couple of eighth notes here and there. But if you're playing too fast, then it starts to sound just too boomy and too papery at the same time. And it can really uh, overtake the song. So I think that the the playing style here with that sound works very, very well for uh, for the drums. And uh, guitars sound great on this, too. Um, really nice and clean. Uh, I mean, they're distorted, but it's, it's a really nice, clean sound where you can hear all the notes. You can hear everything that's going on. Um, yeah, another winner for me on this album, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is not surprising, but I'm glad it's been very consistent. So let's see what happens when we listen to the next song called Saving Grace. don't know what their plan is for when the world opens up and everybody can go back on tour again, but I would say that this would be a song that would translate beautifully to the stage. I think this is one that you could really keep going for a while. It's got such a great riff and such a good groove to it. Um, I could be mistaken, and I, I felt this on a few of the songs, but I think hear a cowbell buried in the mix here and there, or it could be the the slapback of the kick with the reverb, but Sounding like kind of a, a low tone cowbell. Um, I could be wrong. It's very possible. But I'm hearing something in there that I, I can't quite other, otherwise identify. But uh, this is a great song. I like that there's a, a little section in there that allows the, the vocals to really shine through. And you can hear just how great Glenn's voice is sounding right now. Um, absolutely fantastic. Like I said earlier, some of the best stuff I've heard him do. Um, really glad to see that. 
it's it's interesting. It was a year ago now that I met him um, because it was at the last NAM show in Anaheim in uh, 2020. Obviously, we didn't have one this year. We had a sort of virtual one, but um, didn't get to to meet Glenn this year. But last year I met him. And uh, what a great guy, you know, has just such a, a humble presence about him, but but has a presence about him at the same time. He's done so much. He's a great addition to this band. And I think the overall sound of the band is just really cohesive for the short time he's been in the band. They really seem like they're they're firing together on all cylinders, which I really like. And it's quite a changeover. They they dropped two guys, got one to fill in both of those positions, who was certainly capable of doing it. But, you know, there's always the, yeah, we can hit it off in a jam, but what's it going to be like when we start writing? That's when you really know whether you've added someone to the band who's going to be a benefit or a detriment or just, you know, kind of in the middle somewhere. And so whatever those early sessions were um, when they when they first all got together, Obviously, they had some hope, but really, I think that this album shows that it was it's the right match. I mean, these guys fit really, really well together. Uh, the playing is so cohesive. They're all together and no one's really trying to dominate the space, which I really like. It feels like everyone's playing for the song, which is the most important part. I mean, yes, there are times that everybody gets to shine. And as long as everybody's respectful of everyone else's time to shine, then it works really well. And even though it's a, still a guitar-driven band and the guitars are doing most of the fill-ins and stuff, the you know the little uh, spice in the song, if you will, uh, I, I really feel like it's it's everybody being there together, and um, I, I really don't feel like any ego or anything in the music, which is fantastic because there's so much of that already, and that really turns me off to a lot of bands is when I feel that somebody's trying to be dominating musically or you know something. It, it just you when you hear it in the writing or you hear it in the performance. Um, it's a real turnoff to me. But for from what I'm hearing on this end, without knowing any of the political ongoings of, of the internals of the band themselves, um, I think it sounds very cohesive, very great. It sounds like a band that put together a bunch of great songs. And to me, that is the highest compliment that I can pay to any piece of art in the music world, you know, unless you're a solo artist. But uh, as, as bands go, as, as a you know cohesive album goes, um, I don't think I could really say anything better than that because everything else falls apart after that and it's going to show somewhere. So um, I'll be curious to see these guys live. Hopefully they'll come here to Vegas and I'll be able to see a show or two. Uh, we got some great venues for them. Uh, the Hard Rock would be great. Um, the, uh, the, well, the, the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, they don't have the joint anymore. It's just been renamed to something else and probably revamped since it got bought by Richard Branson. And, uh, you know, we've got the um, the House of Blues, which is another great place to play. So we've got some good venues and hopefully they'll they'll make it here so I can see them live. I would definitely look forward to it because from what I've heard just on this record and on the last record, um, you know, the EP, uh, they're they're a band that, uh, you know, you sold me. I, I'm a fan for sure. So uh, speaking of things that I'm a fan of. Now, this uh, this next song is called Unspoken, and it was one that was uh, another version of it was done on the Lockdown Sessions EP. And uh, just right off the bat, I loved it. So I'm going to play you first a sample of what we heard on the EP, and then I'll play you the version from the album. Start, I'm gonna make your pledge 
Nice, right? Good feel to it. Yeah, I like it. Well, buckle up because here's the album version and it's going to kick your ass. So when I first heard the uh, the version from the lockdown sessions, I was like, wow, this is a great song. I really like this. And then Holy Ground came out and I just went, oh, my God, I love this song like 10 times more. I still like the acoustic version. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's great. And sometimes you want something that's a little bit more mellow. Um, but when you're looking for something that's just going to smack you in the face, it is this song. Badass from beginning to end. Really powerful. Great everything on it. The only complaint that I kind of have, and, and I'm really starting to realize it more through the whole album, is that the bass guitar is a little bit buried. Um, I would like to hear a little more of the dynamics, but then again, I attribute that to the brick wall limiting because I do feel that you lose the dynamics. But apart from that, this song is just fantastic, balls deep, rock and roll, the way it was meant to be, and, uh, and I absolutely love it. So uh, in case you didn't get the feeling. It's two thumbs up for me. If I had more hands, they all those thumbs would be up as well. Great song. My favorite on the album. And uh, But all the songs, like I said, I, I've really enjoyed so far. It's uh, it, This album is a complete winner for me. So I don't want to sound like I don't have, you know, an honest opinion or that I'm, I'm, you know, being biased or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, I really like every song that's on this album. I don't think that there's anything that should have been left off. I don't think that there's really any filler tracks, at least not for me. Um, they all end kind of similar, but apart from that, um, they're they're just great rock tracks, and they're pretty innovative, um, interesting riffs, and uh, you know, powerful vocals, great strong music, great beats. Um, it's everything that I want in a rock album. So kudos to you guys. And I could stop here on that note of happiness and joy for this album, but you know what? I'm not going to do that because we still have four songs to talk about. Now there's three songs on the album, and another one. And I'll get to that when I get to that. But our next song is another one that appeared on the Lockdown Sessions EP, and it is called 30 Days in the Hole. It's interesting. This song almost starts off like it's a it's a party, but yet the uh, the emotion of the lyrical content is completely opposite of that. Um, there is a cowbell there. I heard it this time very clearly because you know it was fairly isolated there with the drums at the beginning. But what's really interesting about this to me is you know just like uh, Unspoken, there is a huge contrast between this version and the version that came out on the lockdown sessions this summer. And uh, just to give you an idea of that contrast and how brilliant these guys are, I'm going to play just a little snippet of it for you so you can see what I mean. 
So you take that version, which is the one that I heard uh, first from them, and then you listen to the new version, and it's just so drastically different. But I like it when a band can take a song and reimagine that same song in a completely different way. It's so easy to get stuck in remembering what you played on the first version or the feeling of the first version and kind of doing the second one a bit the same way. But they've they've done something that's completely different. Uh, Very great contrast between the two. Um, another great song on the album, you know, uh, I think that what's nice about this version, uh, the album version that I first played for you is that you can hear the bass a lot better in it. Um, there's some really nice guitar sounds in there too. Um, just another solid song and, uh, you know, the drums, especially you could tell how the drums are, are mixed in the beginning of it. And, uh, it's just a, a great balance between everything really well done. Don't be surprised that I liked it now. Uh, <laughs> We're, uh, we're getting close, actually, to to the end of the album. We just have three more songs to talk about, two on the proper album. And this next one is called Righteous Days. There is, of course, an acoustic version of this on the Lockdown Sessions EP as well. I won't play that for you here. Go check it out. It's great. There's also a fantastic version of Fortunate Son, and that is sung by Dean Castronovo. It's uh, it's really impressive. I've listened to it over and over again. Uh, great song. But uh, that in itself is a great album. It's a, a more acoustic versions. And this is, uh, except for um, Fortunate Son, but this is just, you know, in your face, pounding rock and roll. Really good. Um, I think the mix again is a little bit off. I think some of the background guitars are are a little too much in the forefront and bury the solo areas. But uh, but the voice comes through. You can hear a little bit of bass. The drums are definitely cutting through very very well. Um, and this it's a great rock and roll song, isn't it? Just really powerful. Got some great riffs in it and a couple of nice changes. Exactly what you would expect in a great rock song. So um, yeah, another winner for me. Uh, ten out of ten so far, literally. So let's see if we can uh, we can bring that home with the final album track, Far Away. have to say this is a, a excellent way to end an album um this whole album has been driving the whole time and it's nice to have um something that kind of calms it down a little bit to end it you know a, a nice cup of tea at the end of the day of course that doesn't last long it ramps back up into a into a good rock song has a has a lot of great parts in it um a couple of nice breaks in there where you get to hear uh, the vocals come through and 
Um, heard a little pop in there at one point. Not sure if that's the digital download that I got from iTunes. And that reminds me, uh, before I forget, I wanted to mention that for those of you guys who ordered the Bustle and Flow single from iTunes when it was on pre-release, when you download the entire album, at least for me, it skipped that track in my directory. So I had to go to the folder that Bustle and Flow, the uh, MPEG-4 was in, and then copy that into the actual Holy Ground album folder to get the complete album. Because I went to go put that song in uh, to, to talk to you guys about it, and it wasn't there. And I'm like, what the hell? So uh, I figured it out anyway. So my computer, uh, when it downloaded, or iTunes must have figured that it already downloaded that. I didn't need to download that track again, and it skipped it. So that is how you can put it back into place. Uh, really cool song, but a great ending to the album. Um, fantastic album, like I said, just just hard rock all the way. And, you know, it, it might have been nice to have something earlier or in the middle kind of to slow it down a little bit, you know, take a breath as we headed into the next song. But I think overall, the album flows very, very well. And uh, if you want some good pounding rock and roll, here you go. I mean, this is the album. Um, you can really hear the bass playing in it, too. Um, very impress- impressive what Glenn's playing on bass. That solid drums, some really good fills in there. Um, guitars sound great on this one. Just a, just a great song. And like I said, uh, you couldn't end the album better. Unless you live in Japan and you get the Japanese version that has the 12th track, which is called Inside and Above. I'm going to play you just a snippet of that so you can get a little taste Maybe encourage you to find that, uh, you know, a version of the the Japanese copy and get yourself that. Uh, I think it's worth it because I think it's a great song. So uh, here is a little bit of Inside and Above. Well, sorry, but that's all you get. It is a true bonus track. So go out and hunt down the Japanese version of it. Get yourself a copy of that because it's well worth listening to. Uh, so that's that's it, guys. That's the album. Overall, um, I love the songwriting. I love the performances. I have a couple of issues with the mix, yes. But uh, it's certainly not anything that is going to make me not listen to the album. Um, there are albums that I just have such a hard time listening to because of the way they were mixed. But this is not one of them. Um, yes, I have issues, but they're, you know, they're, they're understandable and they're, you can overcome them very easily or I can anyway. Um, but great stuff. I, I really can't wait to see what this band does next. I'm really hoping that things clear up to the point where we can see this album on tour, because if, uh, if things don't clear up, I would imagine being the, you know, being the recording artists and and songwriters that they are, they'll probably just write another album and then they'll have to do a tour where they're kind of featuring, you know, lesser songs from both albums. It's it gets really weird after that. So uh, let's just hope that they can go on tour with this album and that things open up before too much longer. I have heard uh, fall is the target now that they believe they can get everything under control by then. But the way things have gone, who knows who the hell can predict anything at this point? The great thing is, though, is that they have released the album and it's there for us to listen to and enjoy and learn so that when we go to the show, We can put our fist up in the air, pump it to the beat because we know what's coming and a great opportunity to listen to some great music. So check it out, guys. 
I am going to go right now and leave my five-star rating on iTunes. When you listen to the album, please do the same. Help the band get the word out. You know, it's so easy to give a little bit back to these guys who give so much to us. So go to iTunes or Apple Music and put in your rating. Write a little review. You know, every little bit helps. And the more people that write reviews, the more exposure it gets and uh, gives them a chance to to get the word out to maybe people that don't know about them, uh, haven't heard that the album's come out yet. Um, if you're like me, you're not on social media very much anymore. Um, I'm just, you know, had it to the point where uh, I, I just pretty much go and post and look for about a minute and then shut it off. So uh, not everybody's getting the notices that the album is out. So do that. Help everybody out. Help the band out. Give them a little bit back for everything that they've given us. Thank you guys for joining me on this episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. My show will be back on Wednesday at its usual time with our last episode of Wellness Month. And then we start back into our regular entertainment-based episodes with a very, very special guest. And if you're interested in the band Uriah Heap, go check out Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, where I am the host of that show. And I am breaking down every single song the band has ever recorded over the last 50 years one song at a time from the very beginning, uh, very, every, very humble through Live in the Dream and then on to the new album that they are getting ready to record. And you can find that podcast everywhere you can find this podcast. Simplest place, though, is if you go to my website at scotthaskin.com and you click on the Uriah Heat podcast link, you'll get that one. If you click on the podcast link, you'll get this one. And then I have like, you know, my music and stuff that I've done, uh, my books and all that. So go check it out, guys. Check out this album. It is well worth listening to. Grab it on iTunes or Apple Music. And while you're there, leave a rating and a review. Thank you, guys. And thank you to Catalyst PR, who has been absolutely fantastic to work with. And, uh, and I really appreciate you. And it's, a, it's been a great relationship that we've had. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers.